As the Michigan Wolverines prepare for spring football and prepare for the 2024 season, I think fans should be prepared for the fact that it may take a step backward, but that doesn't mean they still can't win the Big Ten. I'll explain. Lockdown Big Ten starts right now. You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Lockdown Big Ten. I'm Craig Sheeman. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. We're going to get into Michigan spring ball. It seems like we were just doing a national championship a few weeks ago. Now we're moving forward to 2024. Plus, we'll have the latest news around the league, including Michigan State basketball and football, plus our power rankings at the end. Stay tuned for that for men's basketball. Also, be sure to subscribe and follow like Locked On Big Ten for free wherever you get your podcasts. And, uh, of course, here on YouTube. That way you get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it becomes available each and every day. All right, let's get this part out of the way from the get-go. Michigan football will take a step backward in 2024, but that doesn't mean they can't win the Big Ten for the fourth consecutive year. Those are two different things. So let's take a look. First of all, after a perfect 15-0 season in a national championship, even one loss is a step back, all right? They're already underdogs in two games. If you look at Vegas and what they have to say, the odds makers have to say in the upcoming season, when's the last time Michigan was an underdog in two games in their season? By the way, they're two and a half point underdogs at home versus Texas. And by the way, again, when's the last time Michigan has been an underdog in a home game? My guess is probably one of the Ohio State games early in the Jim Harbaugh era when things weren't going as well. They're also a touchdown underdog versus Ohio State this season. That game is in Columbus on November 30th. And, of course, Ryan Day has been busy putting all of his eggs into that basket to get that game. So we'll see how that matchup fares up. We got a lot. I can't wait. I mean, it's, it's several months away. Can't wait for that one, though. Michigan also has Southern Cal on the schedule and a not-so-easy Oregon Ducks team on the schedule. But at least both those games are at home. Then there's the October 5th game against the Washington Huskies, the rematch of the national championship. Both Michigan and Washington will have to reintroduce themselves when they play on the field because virtually all the starters on Washington and most of the starters for Michigan that were in the national championship game, they'll be going to be playing on Sundays in the National Football League. This time around, with the depth of the Big Ten, particularly at the top, you know, maybe a loss, maybe two losses, not necessarily going to take you out of contention for a Big Ten championship or being the best in the Big Ten like it has in the past. Uh, so unless Michigan falls off the face of the earth, you got a viable chance of winning the fourth straight championship. Is it possible? Yeah, it is possible. Is it going to be hard? Very. Would it surprise anybody if they don't win a fourth straight Big Ten championship with all the turnover going on? No. I mean, they might not. They might not. So with that in mind, let's take a closer look at the Michigan lineup 
and what they're going to need to do and what they're going to need to focus on here in spring football. And if I may, one last trip back. One of the things, one of the lasting memories I have of Jim Harbaugh is right after he won the national championship. He's doing all the, the media rounds and the, the interviews. And he had me going for about a minute, and maybe some of you Michigan fans as well. Um, of course, at that point, he won the championship, and there were all the rumors that he was going to go. But there was a, a false glimmer of a hope that maybe, maybe he would stay. And he was starting to talk about how yeah, we're going to we're gonna have to push spring football back. We've just won a national championship. It's been a hard, long, long road. We've played 15 games. Normally, we like to have spring football practice start around mid-February, like Valentine's Day, he said, for the love of football. He loves football. How about Valentine's Day? He says, maybe we're going to have to push it back a little bit into March. The weather's better in Michigan, which it's not. But um, he uh, gave hope that maybe he would still be around in February and March when he's making plans for spring football already. But anyway, all that was false. Uh, nevertheless, he's gone and Sharon Moore is now the new head football coach and taking things over in Ann Arbor. And he's going to be ready to go. Going to hit the ground running here, getting ready for his first spring football. So number one job is to name a replacement at quarterback. Now that steady JJ McCarthy is gone. Look, you've seen the guys. Alex Orgy came in, ran a few plays during the season. Kind of a change of pace guy. But I didn't see enough to make me say that this is the guy. Did you? And what about Jane Denigle? Only a couple of snaps, really, this year. There was Jack Tuttle. Is he going to get the job? Uh, he played the most out of all the backups, and mostly in the beginning of the season when J.J. Uh, McCarthy wasn't even playing in the fourth quarter of games. And he just got, and he's got a lot of experience, and he's going to get more because he just got uh, his seventh year of senior eligibility granted, extra year. So he's going to come back for his seventh year of football. As you know, he's bounced around from Utah to Indiana and over to uh, Michigan as well. So he's coming back for another year for Sharon Moore and, uh, and his crew. Maybe he'll be the guy. Elsewhere, of course, running back Blake Corm is gone. Uh, but Michigan will have Donovan Edwards. That's a luxury to have a guy like that come on back and be part of your part of your team right away. Um, we've got wide receivers, Roman Wilson, Cornelius Johnson. They're gone. Slot receiver and kick returner, uh, Samaj Morgan's got some experience. He's going to have to step up. Uh, tight end, Colston Loveland. That'll be big. He returns be a big weapon for this Michigan team. So they've got some pieces coming back. Now, what makes this whole thing go is the offensive line. And there's a lot of the offensive line that's moving on to the NFL. But they, you know, they played a lot of guys all year, not just the same starting five guys. And they've got a lot of juniors and seniors and grad students, many with plenty of experience. They're ready to step up. Next man up. Next men up. So um, they were really were deep, and I think they will be pretty good up front again this year. The defense loses a lot of talent as well. Guys like Chris Jenkins and Jalen Harrell up front and linebackers Junior Colston and Michael Barrett. Nickelback Mike Sanderstrill, who I thought was kind of just the, the glue, the X factor, if you will, on that entire defense. All those guys will be gone. There's a lot of holes to plug on this once elite defense. But just like the offense, the depth chart is still full of experienced juniors and seniors stepping up. So 
it's not like they are starting over and freshmen and sophomores and all that kind of stuff. They got guys that been with the program. Wink Martindale is going to be there. Remember Jesse Minter, the, uh, the mastermind of this whole defense, the defense coordinator, he's gone too. And, uh, but Wink Martindale, I think is an interesting and experienced guy that's going to come in. And I, you know, I think he's got a good defensive mind. And while it will be tough to live up to the 2023 defense, they got a chance to be pretty good, I think. So um, I look forward to seeing how that developed. These are all things that are going to be put together right here in spring football before our very eyes here in the next couple of weeks. Bottom line here is, like I said at the top, Michigan will drop off a little bit from last year. The question is really about how much Ohio State and Penn State have improved. You know, How strong is Oregon going to be when they come into the Those kind of things. And have they all kind of caught up to Michigan as Michigan will, will drop just a little bit? Um, it's a lot to consider. I think it's going to be a dogfight for the Big Ten title with a handful of teams going at it. And again, we're going to get a feel for where Michigan is early in the season. Unlike last year, where they kind of eased into it with East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, 2024 brings Texas in week two, and it'll be a real litmus test for where the Wolverines are as Texas has national championship implications and aspirations this year uh, with quarterback Quinn Ewers returning for another season. But even if the Wolverines lose that game, not all is lost. First of all, it's a non-conference game, so it's not as hurtful. And second, I'm reminded of how Alabama looked when they lost at home to Texas last year in September. And then Alabama took that game as a springboard to improve because Alabama didn't look that good. And then by the end of the year, Alabama was one of the best teams in the country as they improved each and every week. And they were really the only team good enough to challenge Michigan last year in that overtime Rose Bowl game. That was the only game that Michigan really could have lost. Um, everything else was either a blowout or a game that they were in control of for the most part. And so, I mean, same thing can happen. You, you get a gauge of where you are in September when Michigan takes on Texas, good or bad. And then you kind of reevaluate as the season goes all along. And uh, believe me, Michigan will get better each and every week. A lot of teams do. They've got the talent. I think some good coaches. And I, I, I think uh, by the end of the year, Michigan will be playing good football. Maybe they'll be playing great football in September too. Maybe they'll be Texas. Who knows? I'm just saying that's going to be the litmus test. We can figure out where the Wolverines are. So, again, I still think they could take a step backward from their perfect year that they just had, but still be good enough in the Big Ten. And it all starts with spring football here in just a couple of weeks. All right, I get your take on it as well. Don't forget, you can hit us up on Twitter at X at TalkBig10 number 10. Also, check out our website, TalkBig10number10.com. See the scroll on the bottom. And, of course, on YouTube as well. So I uh, wanted to make mention of those things. And also I want to talk about another team in the state of Michigan, Michigan state, both their basketball team with Tom Izzo and some news regarding their football team and all the changes that they've gone through. We'll take a look at all of that in just one minute right here on lockdown, big 10. If you want to go to some games, you want to check out Game Time, you know, the Game Time app, and you don't have to worry about buying tickets ever again for anything. Sporting event, whether it be concerts, comedy shows, 
Game time is fast and easy and a great way to buy tickets uh, to your next big event. They got killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat right there on your phone. That's my favorite feature. You got the lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, all that kind of stuff right there. Um, so you can, uh, you, they got their all in prices too. There's no, like, I mean, all the, any fees, any, anything's right there. That's the total price when you, when you click it on and you're good to go up front. So you know what your deal is. You get a great deal right away at checkout. Um, also game time has deals on tickets right up to the start of an event. They've got zone deals. Uh, you pick the section and game time picks the seats for big time savings. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app and create an account and use the code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and the redeem code Locked On, L O C K E D O N, for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I want to thank everybody for making Lockdown Big Ten your first listen each and every day, especially you everydayers out there. Meanwhile, be sure to subscribe on YouTube, share, follow, and like Lockdown Big Ten, your team every day. All right, I'm going to give away too many secrets for our upcoming men, uh, Big Ten men's basketball power rankings that we do every Wednesday. But Michigan State is red hot except they lost to Iowa last night, so go figure. But other than that, they are really red hot. Now, Tom Izzo is frequently asked about Xavier Booker. He's going to be playing more minutes. This is the big, tall, thin, 6'11", five-star recruit. Doesn't play a lot of minutes, and people always ask, you know, should, you know, let's get him in the lineup, right? Right, coach? Um you know, fans, media, everybody. He's been averaging about eight minutes a game, although in Big Ten play, it's down to about six minutes. In fact, he played six minutes in Tuesday night's loss to Iowa, scored two points and two rebounds. But Izzo, you know, he downplayed Booker's ability earlier in the year when the team was struggling. He talked about it here. We talked about it here on Lockdown Big Ten. Uh, look, the guy had to find his way. Coach isn't going to put a player out before he's ready. But um, Izzo says his play is starting to come into form. And he's actually speaking of form, he's 20 pounds heavier than he was back in the summertime and stronger. And Izzo likes his aggressiveness and likes how he's getting more physical. And still, despite the praise, Booker, uh, he didn't he didn't play in some recent games like Illinois and Maryland. Well, like I said, he played six minutes last night. Um, but anyway, yeah, I think he's a player to keep an eye on. Certainly a very interesting basketball player as we get into the month of March and teams need depth and whatnot. And He's starting to come along. You know, as long as we're talking about Michigan State, I found a piece on the old Michigan State football staff, the one that just all got fired and had to move on and uh, where they ended up. I thought this was interesting uh, enough to share. Um, of course, everything went uh, just crazy after Mel Tucker was suspended. He got fired um, during the season last year. A lot of guys had to step up, keep the program afloat, and get it to the finish line, only to lose their job at the end of the season as Jonathan Smith came over as the new head coach. It's part of the business is how it goes. So get it. But I thought we'd uh, check in and see where some of these guys ended up in case you haven't been keeping track of it. For example, uh, Harlan Barnett. He was the one that stepped up as the interim head coach at the time when Tucker was removed. He's staying in the Big Ten. And as we reported here on Lockdown Big Ten many weeks ago, he's now the defense backs coach 
and assistant head coach at Northwestern, where things are kind of up and coming right now. Former offensive coordinator Jay Johnson, he's now the offensive coordinator at Wyoming. Uh, former offensive line coach Chris uh, Pac- uh, Kapilovich, he is now uh, the offensive line coach under Kalen DeBoer at Alabama. Interesting move there. He originally sept- accepted a job at Baylor, and then the Alabama thing opened up, so he bounced around a little bit there before going to Tuscaloosa. Uh, former defensive coordinator Scotty Hazelton is still looking for a job. He currently is living in Lansing while his kids are finishing school in the area. Wide receiver coach Courtney Hawkins has remained at Michigan State. He was the only coach retained by Jonathan Smith. So wide receivers coach stays the same, Courtney Hawkins. Former running back coach uh, Ephraim Reed. He is now the running back coach at South Alabama. And Aaron Reynolds was the defensive line coach. He is in the same position at Arizona State. And corners, uh, cornerback coach Jim Saldago is the defensive assistant. Well, he got in with the Washington commanders in the NFL, but then a new regime came in. So I will, I will see where he, if he stays there or not. And former tight ends coach, Ted Gilmore is still looking for a job. And Ross Ells, who is the special teams coordinator. He's still looking for a job as well. So I thought it was interesting to catch up with those guys and see where they are at this point of their careers. Coaching's tough. It's just, uh, you're always on the move like that. Uh, coming up uh, tonight in uh, Big Ten basketball, we have uh, men's game number 12. Illinois is at Penn State at 6.30 Eastern time. That is the first game of a Big Ten doubleheader, Big Ten network doubleheader. Nebraska is at Indiana for an 8.30 tip-off. And for the women, Michigan State at Purdue, 7 o'clock Eastern. Rutgers is at Maryland, also at 7 o'clock Eastern. want to remind you to tune in because uh, Locked On, our family of uh, shows here, has started a uh, the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube called Lockdown Sports Today. Subscribe there and check it out. I think you'll enjoy it right after you watch us here on Lockdown Big Ten or listen to us here on Lockdown Big Ten. All right, uh, coming up, we've got our midweek power rankings. That is coming up. We take a look at the Big Ten men's basketball uh, power rankings. We'll share that with you next right here on Lockdown Big Ten. Get your uh, get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel. FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. You can bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams. People are still shaking their head that uh, if you had 400 points and the uh, over, no, the under, 400 and the under, you were... Sweating it out. <laughs> 397 points in the All-Star game. Uh, nevertheless, uh, you can bet quick bets, live same game parlays, exclusive props to get everything. You know, bet on uh, LeBron James over 23 points in any particular game because he's still going strong after 20 years. All that stuff is right there. Just visit fanduel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. FanDuel is the official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Okay, uh, always here in our final segment. If you're new to the program, like to do features and middle of the week on Wednesday, we like to do our men's basketball power rankings. So I'm going to put them here 
on uh, full screen so you can check it out. And we will start it off with the Purdue Boilermakers. Even though they had a loss uh, at Ohio State this weekend, they're still the best team in the Big Ten. Still the best. And um, they um, they have struggled a little bit, not only with the loss of Ohio State, but also needed, uh, needed a little extra effort to beat Minnesota. Uh, that was uh, earlier in the week. Also, Illinois, uh, tough win at Maryland. Uh, that was 85-80. I watched that one. Uh, and they had the 39-point win against Michigan. Terrence Shannon, uh, he scored 58 points in the last two games. This is the team to watch. They're game and a half behind Purdue. They still face each other one more time in uh, in March. And so it's going to be a humongous game for the Big Ten title on the line there. But I think now... Uh, Purdue and Illinois are cut above everybody else. Well, probably Purdue by itself, then Illinois, and then I think you get a drop-off. Now, Michigan State's making me look bad. I had just put them here at number three. They've beaten Penn State and Michigan, and uh, they are now – they lose to Iowa last night. But I still think they're hot as a firecracker. They happen to lose this game. Just looked a little sluggish for whatever reason. They are now uh, – they've won eight of their last 11 games. And they are four. I'm doing quick math on the other four and two in the month of February. Um, but again, the loss to Iowa last night, maybe, maybe I should knock them down a peg. At number four, we've got Northwestern. They lost to Rutgers. They beat IU, even though Boo Booey didn't even score a field goal until about eight minutes to go uh, in that game. And they were still able to win. And Indiana had a uh, Indiana had a week to prepare for them. But nonetheless, um, I got them at uh, number number four. At number five, I got the Nebraska Cornhuskers. They had a 19-point win over Penn State at home. Wisconsin, I, this might be generous, put Wisconsin at number six. Generous. They are plummeting. They lost to Iowa. They lost five of the last six. Uh, one in five uh, going into Tuesday night's game in uh, against Maryland. Um, just tough, just tough sledding for them. Minnesota got at number seven. They lost to Purdue. They beat Rutgers. Maryland at uh, number eight, the Maryland Terps. Uh, they beat Iowa. I told you about that game against Illinois that they lost 85-80. They really, really needed that one on Saturday to get a shot at getting into the, the, uh, the NCAA tournament, I think. Still good enough to hang with them, but they did not get the dub. That will hurt them ultimately. Penn State at number nine. They lost to Michigan State and Nebraska. And at number 10, Rutgers, who beat Northwestern and lost to Minnesota. Rounding out our top 10, here is the best of the rest, if you will, at number 11, Iowa. Um, up until now, Iowa had been struggling to win two. They win one, lose one, win one, lose one, but they, they beat Michigan State, so that's good. Uh, Indiana, again, I mentioned their struggles against uh, Northwestern this past week. They are falling, and I've got Ohio State at number 13. Uh, even though they had that win over Purdue and Michigan loses to Illinois, and Michigan State, and all sorts of problems for them. So there you have it, our Big Ten Power Rankings, as we do it in the middle of each and every week. Many ways for you to reach out to me, Twitter, at uh, TalkBig10. Always like to hear from you. That's the number 10. Also uh, on YouTube as well. And don't forget our website. Just put the scroll on the bottom, TalkBig10, number 10.com, and you can reach out to us there and catch all of our archived 
podcasts and uh, buy yourself some merchandise there too for your favorite Big Ten school. Be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app and you'll get the latest episode of Locked On Big Ten as soon as it's available each day. And after you watch us, don't forget to check out Locked On Sports Today, our 24-7 streaming uh, sports channel on uh, on YouTube as well. Always appreciate our visits. We'll continue to keep an eye on the hoops and uh, preview another Big Ten football team each and every day with their spring football coming up. And uh, always love your comments on that. I know you get excited about spring football and obviously fall football as well. That will do it, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Big Ten. I'm Craig Scheman.